0: What up? What up? We back with another episode of the Waco Willie podcast where we celebrate black excellence. Um, speaking of black excellence, I don't know how many of y'all uh, know somebody who has a Ph.D. That's uh, how old are you? 28, 27? 27, 27, 27, <laughs> the youngest Ph.D. that I know anyway, man. But we got, next time y'all see in Waco, see in the street, you can't call a T.T. no more. gotta call her dr cobb now (laughs) because she got a phd now got a lot of things going on she's about to get married pretty soon she's an artist you know i'm definitely gonna buy a piece at some point got a nft id i might monetize off of so we're gonna talk about that off air but without further ado just the homie the good sister dr cobb
1: thank you thank you for having me on here me out here talking i'm excited i'm excited about what we about to bring converse about
0: absolutely man so are you getting used to the dr cobb name at this moment like
1: you know not really not really so <laughs> te- technically at this point to everybody else like i'm done but it's like it won't i won't technically really be done to the end of the summer because oh. i have to defend um but um typically go through the whole process like a lot of people don't may not know the doctoral process i don't but <laughs> 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 i don't just
0: i just know dr carl sound sound dope you yeah know yeah. So.
1: yeah it's everywhere it's everywhere now but yeah technically i mean but nah i don't get used to it yes. yeah yeah whoever want to call me that call me that and whoever don't we like it's we straight. Yeah. I ain't too big on titles.
0: <laughs> yeah, I put some respect on that name, Dr. Cobb. But yeah, so like, what uh, qualifies you to become a uh, to get the PhD honor? So, so, so you pretty much have to add something to the field of whatever whatever you're
1: studying, right? So, has, is that how it goes? Yeah, so so it's like a it depends on what specific field you're in, um, but typically, like if you get a, like a doctor of philo- a philosophy. Um, you'll take a certain amount of hours of classes. They typically take up like two to two and a half years. Um, And then you'll spend like a semester studying for exams and you'll have like a certain amount of hours worth of exams. And so you go in there, you take your exams and then you'll go in front of your committee. And so you pick like an advisor. And then like, I have right now four people on my committee. So, three from my department and then one person from psychology. Okay. Um, and so, like, after my exams, I went in, we call it, like, defending our answers. And so, they'll read over my answers to the questions that they gave me. And then I'll have to defend, like, why did I say that? Or what about this? Or what about that? Uh-uh. Um, based off, like. So, it's kind of like a debate? Like, of? literature. No, it's just, I have to, like, it, so it's basically preparing you for it. You're going to be out here in the world. You're going to be producing research. You're going to be making a stance. Um, and it's just like providing you practice with this is what I said. I'm going to stand on what I said. Oh, okay. And this is why I said what I said. Like I can provide uh, like different links to like other sources or things like that. And then after that, you go and you have a dissertation or you, you, you'll work on your dissertation, which is just like this really big study okay. that you do. Um, you can choose whichever route you want. I chose to do interviews, Um, and so, like, you'll write up, like, a proposal to send to your committee, and um, it'll be like, this is what I want to do, this is how I'm going to collect this data, this is basically what I want to find, right? Okay. Then they'll accept it, you do the study, you write up the study, so you finish it like a little book, you finish writing up everything, the findings and stuff, give it to them, they read it, and then you have to defend that, and they'll, like, kind of critique your study a little bit. Okay. Stuff like that, and then that's, that's, that's it. That's what's up, man. Like, that's a lot of
0: schooling. Like,
1: we've been, been ten years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we ain't talking about high school. We get no. <laughs> that's crazy, man. So, so where'd you get the? Where'd you? Uh, what school are you at right now? Currently,
1: University of Oklahoma.
0: University of Oklahoma.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I thought you was at UT at one point.
1: I was. Yeah. So I went to UT for my bachelor's, and then Texas State. For my masters, and then Oklahoma for um, my PhD. Okay,
0: got you, man. Doctor Cobb, hey, that's crazy, <laughs> man. It's crazy. Kind of, it, it is. It's I'm crazy. Not gonna lie. It's crazy because we, we pretty much like close in age. I'm 26, you're 27, so kind of see somebody we kind of grew up with, you know, um, you know, growing up, kind of playing basketball and all that. See you become a doctor, you know, that's kind of that's dope. You know what I'm Thank saying? Yeah. Shout Thank out to you. you. Black excellence, baby. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, let's kind of switch it up for a second. So I've been seeing you have the nicest uh, artistic pieces on social media every, every once in a while. So when did you start drawing?
1: You know, it really didn't start. Maybe around like 2018, the end of the year 2018. Um, what happened was, uh-oh. I was buying all of these different pieces to go in my living room mm-hmm. when I had moved to Oklahoma and I couldn't find nothing I liked. I was like, man, none of these pieces match. They don't look good enough, whatever. So, I was like, man, I'm just doing my own piece, whatever. So, I did it and then everybody liked it and I liked the process of doing it, right? I just really like really pretty things. Okay. And so, <laughs> and so, people was like, man, I'll pay for you to do this. I'll pay for you to do that. And then it just... Grew in that way. I just I don't have as much time to put into it, um, but I mean yeah, this really just it, it so happened to stumble on it, and then I just started learning on my own from basically like YouTube, other artists, and things like that.
0: So this happened there while you was at college, Cause mm-hmm.
1: in Oklahoma. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, that's crazy because you, you know, somebody come up with that quality of piece, quality of art that you come up with, you expecting them to come like. I've been doing this for 10 years. I've been doing this for, <laughs> since high school. Like, so, yeah. That's nice. crazy. So, you're just kind of just doing it in your, little, in your, your leisure time
1: or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it, it was like a like a mental release oh. for me a little bit. I could, It was, whenever I paint, it's like uh, my mind just goes blank. I don't worry about nothing else. I don't think about nothing else, but what is this next line I'm about to draw on this piece? Or, yeah. or what is this next color I'm trying to put on here? Or where I want this splatter to go? Or anything like that.
0: Oh, that's um, kind of like What basketball is For me At that point Yeah Yeah. Basketball
1: was like that For me for the longest Yeah okay then it, got a little, it got a little complicated In high school
0: but Oh I'm not to go back <laughs> That far <laughs>
1: <Nah>. <laughs> But after that I mean But yeah
0: That's what's up So like Are you going to get Back to the point Where you start Stepping the request Because I got one for you
1: Um, I mean yeah Yeah Every now and then Like if it's something Feasible I can do uh, Like when a certain, a certain Amount of time It really be like like, I want to get people their pieces in like a timely manner, but it's like, okay, I have my job, you know, and mm-hmm. I do my research, I got to teach, and then I got my family, and then all of that stuff, and so I don't ever want people to feel like I'm lagging on their pieces, <laughs> no, but then it'd be like, I'm really busy, so yeah. I'm trying to get to it, so I think I've stepped back a little bit, but I will accept pieces, okay. you know, so I accept you any do,
0: requests. If they really want that, you just got to up the price.
1: Yeah, the price is up there. The price is up there. I have to tell people, the price is up there mainly because the price of the material I use is up there. Like, uh, I, I get quality material for the for the pieces, like the tables I make and stuff like that. That's really what I want to focus on, those types of pieces, custom tables.
0: Oh, you make tables, too? So, mm-hmm. I thought you was just, you know, did paintings that hang up on the wall. So, you do tables?
1: Yeah, so, at first, I was doing paintings on the wall, and then I transitioned, um... And, and this therapist I went to undergrad with, uh, I made her a table. And from there, yeah, I was doing, did about, I done about three table pieces. Ooh. Yeah, custom table, any color you want.
0: Okay. Different
1: stuff. So that's really what I want to kind of work into. Something that's a little more abstract, but kind of embedded into your home, unique to your home, specific. Um, do something different that people ain't really seeing. You know, you see people doing the floors. Yeah. Those, those. It look like like marble on the floor i guess a little bit but real shiny and stuff yeah that's the stuff i do on the tables
0: oh that is that's yeah. very unique so i'm me and trenee we probably at some point we're gonna have to move into a house because mm-hmm. we got new, got a new baby on the way you know we want to you know we have want to yeah, have something and in congratulations appreciate you it's You know, exciting. already we got two <laughs> girls so pray yeah. for me but um yeah at some point we gotta have something for ourselves so we gotta we definitely gonna hit you up for the decoration of the tables She's probably gonna talk to you more about that because you know, my decoration is kind of. I'm gonna take credit for all this, but she did everything here. Yeah, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and this, I mean, for sure, you know, and it's all unique to what y'all want. I mean, pull it together. You have a piece that can't nobody else in the world say they got. Exactly. You know
0: <laughs> exactly. All right, man. So you said you didn't have enough time to do art because of your job at the moment, right? So, what um, kind of explain what you, what you do for a living right now?
1: Yeah, so um, I did accept a new position uh, at a university in Virginia. Um, yeah, George Mason. And so it'll, I'll be a postdoc. It's like a different type of, different section of, I guess, faculty in the, in the But technically, I'll just be a professor and then I'll do research. And so I'll be teaching courses uh, and spending uh, the other half of my time Conducted my research.
0: Okay. Yeah. Hey, you, Professor Kyle, So, are you comfortable publicly speaking like that? Because you're gonna have to talk to students every other day.
1: So I've been teaching like, for six years really? at the college level. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Okay. So you yeah, used, so yeah, used to. Yeah. So that. I'm it's used to like, teach. I love okay. teaching.
1: Okay. You know, it's not that different than coaching, actually. Okay. Um. You got coaching experience too. Yeah. So I coached an undergrad. I coached um, a middle school and then a high school basketball team.
0: Okay. So, Good. so you. Uh, if you had like a preference You you prefer what you're doing right now As opposed to coaching
1: Yeah probably Okay Yeah I, I think the knowledge aspect of It's like you know they say You hear the saying The, the, the more you learn The more you realize you don't know Shit Yeah Yeah. It's like <laughs> <laughs> It's like yes yeah, so I don't It's a lot of stuff that I wish I would have been taught In Grade school Undergrad Even at the grad level Even at the PhD level It's like Damn, I mean, y'all ain't teach me none of this. Y'all ain't teach me nothing about black educators or black researchers. I had to learn all of that stuff on my own. And uh-huh. so I don't want my students coming up that way. Okay. And so to me, that's one of the most impactful ways that I can give back personally.
0: Okay. Um, Me and a previous guest of mine, I'm not going to give too many details about it, but we're coming up with some... To get back to the kids as well, so. Oh yeah. And you know, we might have to get you in as an instructor. Yeah, you
1: know? I mean, I'd love it. Any any way y'all can plug me in or anything, any type of uh, assistance I can provide, I'm here. Oh yeah,
0: we we definitely gonna highlight you, especially with your expertise in the mental health field too. Like you know, I think you're definitely gonna be a, a good asset. Or oh, well, whether it's just like one time class or. What do you just be permanently a part of it? You know, so we we definitely gonna be in contact with you about that. For sure. Absolutely, man. So all right, so you teach you teaching in a you said George Mason right now, right?
1: Nah, so you don't I officially don't start till August. Until August. But yeah. Hey man, you gonna leave Waco again? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gotta move around. (laughs) But and I mean my thing is even though like I move around. Because ideally, I want to see different things, you know, different places, mm-hmm. get my son to see different places. And my fiance, she's in the military, so we, we do uh, move around quite frequently. But um, anything I do, is always with my city in mind. Okay. You know, so trying Same to here. figure out of like, okay, I, I'm building up my portfolio, but once I make it there, what, what can I do to really bring Waco up with me? Like exactly. at least on, on my side, at least in any way that I can, or connecting with people, working with people, whether it's bringing money, I'm trying to look towards getting different grants to um, fund um, to fund like providing counseling and therapy to you know kids to our youth um, and yeah, really just just doing things like that.
0: That's what's up. Like, I'm telling you, I'm definitely gonna hit you up about the about giving back to the kids. I mean, I don't know if we're going to do like a big classroom setting or...
1: See, and that's the thing. You ain't even... You we ain't, don't even got to do that, nah, right? Nah.
0: You can just... Get a room with the blusso.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can just Mr. pull Juliet. stuff together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you pull stuff together. You can do... It, you. It's not only necessarily that you just work with what you got, but it's also that not everyone learns in a classroom setting.
0: That's very true. Um,
1: and so providing different avenues or different different forms of teaching... Uh, is important, especially especially to the youth or young adults.
0: Got gotcha, you, man. So definitely gonna be definitely gonna collaborate at some point. Gonna collaborate at some point. All right. So your know, uh, research is based on based on mental health in the black community, basically, right? Yeah. So, so the you?
1: the focus is is actually communication. Commun Okay. Okay. Yeah. So my expertise area is. Communication and so, like you hear all the time, uh, we don't communicate, we don't talk about this, we don't, we don't do that. So, I look at the words we use, but within the context of how we talk about mental health.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So, what made you, what made you kind of go that, go that route with it?
1: Um. <laughs>
0: Cause I could, I could just sit here and tell you now, like, you know, it'd be sometimes where, where my girl wanted me to you know, kind of tell me how. I've, I feel a lot of times I don't even know how to articulate it. So I definitely, it definitely needed space that you, that you're in right now. So why, why did you kind of pick that kind of, pick that route?
1: Yeah. So my own experiences, because at first I was all on um, organizational communication, but I had to be honest with myself of like, why do I want to study orgs? I still like orgs. I still like organizations, but not necessarily in the sense of when, when we think of an organization, you may think of a workplace, like a physical building right Mm -hmm. but I like to look at more how are people organizing how are we organizing things how do we organize thoughts how do we push what is deemed normal right or acceptable within our communities um and so it was like man it was really like a okay well if I don't want to be in academia I could always go and do this work Outside in an organization I could always consult I can always try But I wasn't happy with that Right And then at the moment That I was thinking of that Every A lot of A lot of Emotionally heavy stuff hit With my My grandmother My my brother All of that stuff Was happening at once And I kept talking to My fiance about it Over and over and over again And it was like I'm I'm not getting nowhere Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you about it But It ain't helping So She just was really like Well maybe I should Think about seeing a therapist, and so that was really when it first popped into my mind. I saw one, and uh it was the best decision we ever made was to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. And then so I was like, "But we don't talk about this in in our community. We ain't talk about this growing up. We ain't even talk about like it's okay for you to feel this way." Yeah. You
0: know? yeah. Especially as athletes too, they taught to kind of go through, push through everything that's thrown yeah. at you, in the, like during the game or practice. You know. You're pretty much trying to talk to suppress your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely got to tap into that mental health episode by my brother Pastor Trey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I listen to it. Yeah. And, and he's yeah he's doing great things. You oh, know him yeah. and his wife. Um, and I'd love to connect with them as well. You know, put it out there, do some things together because the more the more we got that's bounding together, the more of an impact we can make. You Absolutely.
0: Know? And. I'm gonna go back to you. Talking about, talking about um, going to going to see a therapist was the best decision you ever made. Mm-hmm. Why? Why you think as a community we scared to go talk to somebody in the, at the, as a therapist? Yeah. We, so the we, we think we, we think we're crazy if we go see to go talk to a therapist. Like I'm even apprehensive about going to see a therapist personally. But but why do you, let me see your perspective on it.
1: Okay. Yeah. So so because anytime I write write anything up, I always tell people why yeah Why, you know it's it's a, it's a lot of reasons but um one of the or a few of the main reasons like you know we have stigma right the stigma is big around mental health of like like you said you associate someone who is experiencing some type of mental health with them being crazy or them being things like that so every community has stigma
0: Absolutely right.
1: It's just it's something within our community we can really see it perpetuated like in, like churches or in our families or things like that. People don't want to be uh, seen as weak. I think that's a lot of times where, at least for the Black community, where the stigma stems from is that we've been seen as strong for so long. You know, our family members, slavery, all of that t- type of stuff, making it through that. It's like if we can make it through that, we can then make it through she, we can make it through anything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But Um, it's really in in the long run an unhealthy unhealthy mindset and uh, another reason which is why I think education is so important is um, historically our family members have been mistreated in the health field oh yeah right. and so there's a lot of distrust between the medical field and black communities Um, and so it's like we hear a lot of stories like Henrietta Lacks um in uh, all of these unethical, really horrendous. Was she? <laughs> was, she was she the?
0: Um, not to get too, you no know, vulgar, but mm-hmm. they they sampled her DNA. Was that something like that yeah. has to happen?
1: Yeah, her cells. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look it up. I mean, one of the biggest things, one of the one of the most impactful things we can do as Black people is to just educate ourselves because. Um, and ain't, ain't nobody gonna do it for us. We learn. We, we get at that point, and it, it just like one of the one of the biggest textbooks, Pearson. Um, up until maybe last year, I think um, they were teaching medical students that black people have a higher pain tolerance
0: because of their melanin. Is that what?
1: No, it was. So they were like they were conducting studies, and they were trying to see like, okay, who says that? Um, like what's the extent of pain that you can take, right? And so the conclusion was that black people have a higher pain tolerance. So, but because black people have a higher pain tolerance, um, we don't we get pushed further down the list for certain things like transplants. There's uh, different equations within the medical field that they use in order to determine like whether um, we need like. Uh, a certain diagnosis, or what what type of treatment we need, or what type of assistance we need, um, yeah. There's a podcast called Bias Diagnosis. Uh, my fiance put me onto it, and it it when it comes to the medical field and black people, like physical health as well as mental health, it really really highlights a lot of stuff that we need to know. We put a lot of trust into our um, physicians. Not saying that you know they're the experts, but they're humans as well. And no, so absolutely. they have biases, you know, you yeah. know, as
0: well. What'd you say the name of that podcast was?
1: Um Bias Diagnosis.
0: Bias Diagnosis.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. And it's short, it's only like six episodes, but you read it, I mean you listen to it, it's just gonna be like what the <laughs> You can say what you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like, But what the hell is going on?
0: But yeah, you're yeah. definitely right about the distrust and the between the medical field and the black community, even like Tuskegee and all that, it's like yeah. I, I, are are you taking the vaccine? Is that are you one of those people that gonna take the vaccine? Yeah, you already yeah. did.
1: Yeah, yeah, I already got it. Gotcha. I mean, I travel too much. I'll be around too many other people to kind of to it. not take it, you know. Oh, I got um, you. But I mean, I definitely had my hesitations, you know, and waited a little while to to get it. Um, but I mean, yeah,
0: I feel you. Yeah, man. So. Alright man So Kind of um, Kind of listening To the uh, conversation uh, you probably You're probably A good person To start a podcast So Is that in your is that in your Future at some point
1: So I was on one
0: uh, So this is not Your first one
1: Nah Me and my uh, Some of my closest friends In Oklahoma We had one called Respect All Sides Oh um, Yeah we did it For a little bit And then we all, you know, moved on and stuff, but yeah, yeah, for a little bit, for a little bit, I had one. I don't know if I could be consistent with staying, staying up with it.
0: Got you. Yeah, because
1: I think, I think, I think,
0: def, I think, I definitely think you have like a, you have an interesting um, perspective on mental health. I think a lot of people I tap in. You know, I, you know, it's more people dealing with it than it's not dealing with it at this point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So,
1: and the, the, I mean, the biggest thing with mental health is everybody. Just accepting that it's something that everybody has, you know, we can accept that everybody has physical health. Yeah. Um, it's just we just have varying levels of issues or mental health concerns, just like physical, the physical realm But
0: yeah, so what, if somebody's dealing with mental health right now, how would you advise them to kind of deal with it? You think they should just go directly to a therapist? Think they should go to the church? You think they should, you know, just pray about it? What you, what you think they should do about it?
1: no i I'm a big uh proponent of going Derby. and seeking yeah therapy gotcha <laughs> like going and seeking help um but at the same time i also that is a privileged perspective that i'm coming from yeah um because not everybody has access to uh therapy or counseling, and i also i had to learn like what The different levels were like counseling, therapy, psychology, or or, uh, a psychologist or or a psychiatrist. um, In terms of the amount of assistance I needed, so I I was just learning that. Um, And so, so the difference, but
0: the difference in all those you just mentioned is the amount of attention that you're gonna get, like the psychiatrist um, and the.
1: So. Uh mainly typically like counselors or therapists, they they've gotten their masters. Okay. You know, uh, psychologists they went up, got some type of doctoral degree, um, but they still focus on like talk therapy and things like that. And then psychiatrists, uh I believe they can provide medication. Um okay. to you if you need it. So they
0: actually like a med they like to act like yeah. a medical okay.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And so like me. I would always try to stay with a psychologist only because um, a lot of them have more specified techniques of of how to identifying how I can work through something, Um, not just identifying like correlations like, oh, this happened in my childhood, so um, this is why I act this way today. But Mm -hmm. also like, okay, now that I know this is when I get triggered, let's practice um, some things you can do to... Minimize that until that becomes the norm.
0: Okay, got you. You know what? Uh, I, I just thought about something. Um, I thought about it earlier. I'm bringing this up on the episode, but you just said that now, just kind of name me here. Mm-hmm. All right. So, have you noticed that a lot of these met, uh, mental um, mental specialists they kind of go directly to the medicine route with kids instead of actually kind of you know working through it. Like the proper protocol the way you just mentioned, you think they go straight to the a d d medicine or a d h d medicine, like do you think they accelerate steps with just our community
1: um I mean yeah, i mean a uh, uh, definitely, but I also don't haven't looked into it or okay. anything like that to be able to really just provide an accurate gotcha um assessment of that, but with black people period, i think um we get overlooked in terms of less invasive forms of um, therapy or mental health assistance. Like it's automatically like going to some type of something psychologically maybe going on with black people or something like that. Um, instead of like, okay, well how, how about you just talk to the brother and see if you could, you know, maybe he got something on his chest that he needs to get out, or maybe he got something on his chest, but he don't know how to, how to get out. Yeah. Maybe it's just small stuff that's added up over time that, We've pushed down, and we really need to, you know, work through it, talk through it, or maybe have a few conversations with our parents or or our spouses or anything like that. That may be enough of what we need. But like I said, the history of the field, a lot of the things that they have done has been um, on the bodies and on the minds of black people. Um, And so the the system period is not set up for us to understand us or to help us uh and so that's why it's really beneficial it's really important for us to start doing that work on our own because i mean that's that's who cares you know
0: absolutely and i think it'd be way more effective if you know the mental you know psychologists look like us
1: yeah so i won't talk to anyone other than a black woman
0: I rock with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, off the rip. I, I'm yeah. If I'm going to somebody for assistance, it's going to be a black woman.
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely can't. Uh, I, de- I definitely can see myself walking to a mental health uh, a white doc, you know a white doc, a psychologist or they're they not they ain't gonna get it. They yeah, it's no amount of research they could do to actually understand it.
1: Yeah, they so only gotta be in it. And, and, and I mean that's twofold for me, but like on one side, that's why I say it's like it, it's it's a privilege that we have to be able to even choose who we would like our therapist to be. Um, because let's say somebody is maybe on Medicaid or something like that, a lot of times they may have a city chosen or organizational chosen therapist, and they it may not be somebody who can relate or connect to them or even have similar experiences, you know. And I have a book chapter coming out. To where I talked about my own experiences with mental health um, as a black gay woman, and uh, I kind of embedded it into like literature around black mental health. Period, mm-hmm. um, and certain things we can do to try to you know work through it. And I was like, you know, in the classroom, there was a lot of reasons I didn't connect to, and it was like I had to explain to my professor why this finding didn't match with my experiences as a black woman and I don't
0: yeah so I find it I find it interesting what you just said you, you didn't identify with the with your, what your professor said in your class that day and you know you should that's another reason why you gotta you know, we gotta have our own teachers our own mm-hmm. uh, therapists because you should like you said you shouldn't have to explain that to your um, I'm assuming a white professor right yeah but you know even if you just read a, even if you just go in a regular room, you're going to look for people that look like, you know, that you identify with. Right?
1: Mm.
0: Read a book, black characters, more likely going to be, you know, more likely going to be able to get into the book. So I definitely get why you didn't feel like you needed to explain yourself to that
1: person. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and sometimes, you know, when I reflect on one of my experiences of critiquing, a theory in my field um, and my professor, he, like he loved it And at the time. I, you know, I didn't really realize it, but I was like, I mean, this is what y'all do to a lot of black people's experiences. You know, you try to jump on it or you try to seem as if you identified this different. So you did this and it's like, no, this is our lives. This, this was my family's life growing up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, But, yeah, you shouldn't have to explain yourself. And that's the biggest thing about education, I think, and my point is that there's research out there that does represent our experiences. Or there's certain philosophers out there or clinicians out there who are representative of us. We just don't hear about them as much because a lot of times they're muted. Um, And so we got to do more work of pushing them out there, you know, like... This is our foundation of people They had to say so too But yeah,
0: yeah they, they intentionally
1: muted Yeah you
0: know, I, I definitely know that They do got a platform Called Wake Up with their podcast They want to come on you know, They welcome me to Yes for sure
1: yeah. They should That's how, This is how we Get this knowledge out there Get these resources out there
0: Absolutely man So Do you have Anything that we need to look for Oh yeah You said something about A chapter in the book Do you have a book coming in At some point
1: um, so it's a uh, I would buy it <laughs> so it's a book where they uh, it's a few of us researchers who wrote different chapters in the book it has to do with the rhetoric of um, mental health and medicine uh, I do have a chapter in the book um, and then there's other professors who have chapters. Oh, okay. You know, that make up the compilation of the book. So, but, like DJ Khaled album, but Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's how a lot of our books are written. We'll have <laughs> editors that we talk to, and then the editors that connect with a bunch of us from within the field, but maybe a bunch of different institutions or different things like that, and we'll just write different chapters to talk about different aspects of it. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That dope. Yeah, my chapter specifically is on black mental health, but okay. I talk about it from sharing a few of my experiences. All
0: right. Is that book online right
1: now? Mean- <laughs> no, so it hasn't... It's not released yet, but it should be released sometime this summer. But, yeah, I'll definitely be posting it whenever uh, whenever they push it out there. Okay. You know? And
0: what was this... Uh, what was this publication you were speaking of on Facebook the other day?
1: Oh, so that's a... <laughs> so that's a publication I did. It's for a journal called Communication Teacher. Okay. Um, and so basically where I created like this original teaching idea, me and a few of my colleagues. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we wrote it up. We wrote it up, <laughs> okay. wrote up the teaching activity. It's a listening activity to help students learn how to listen to each other, even when they have different political ideologies or political views. Oh yeah,
0: like you know, you especially in a black community, if somebody's a conservative in our community, you're automatically written off. You know, know, regardless of how I feel about your, you know, your political affiliation, I should definitely be able to hear you out. You should still be able
1: to come to the party. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's cool. You know, the whole thing with affiliations is really ridiculous. It's made to polarize people because nobody is fully democratic and nobody is fully conservative. I'm telling you, like, Um, like a
0: lot of you know, a lot of people in our community, visas just so loyal to the Democrats. And I'm not saying I'm Republican at all. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, if you start your own business, you know, you start making millions of dollars, you gonna see a bunch, you gonna see some benefits from the Republican side. <laughs> <Yeah. time. laughs> <laughs>
1: Definitely. You might, you
0: might not like the person that's representing the party, but you know, they might have some benefits for you. So just I feel like everybody just got to keep an open mind at the end of the day. Yeah. You know yeah. Saying? You
1: got to do what's best for you, yeah. and. Your family, your people, yeah, yeah,
0: man. So, you have anything else you want to kind of touch on? Anything you want to ask, or you got anything?
1: No, nah, why didn't uh, why didn't you want to um, uh, or why are you hesitant, hesitant to go to therapy?
0: Hesitant to go to therapy? Um, you know, um, I just feel like, well, for one, I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to spend the money to go to a therapist right now. But, um, that's
1: understandable. It's, it can be expensive.
0: Yeah, exactly. That too. And I know people personally who deal with, like, you know, struggle with depression. They, um, you know, people that commit suicide. I feel like it's more, I feel like going to a therapist, they should probably be focused on the more severe cases. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not saying, I'm not uh, trying to you know, level anybody's mental condition right now.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't feel like I just, I guess I kind of feel like I don't need it as much as, I don't want to say this wrong. I don't want to, I'm trying to rewrite it. <laughs> I'm trying
1: to rewrite You're not politically correct. Not
0: politically correct, but I don't want to offend anybody who's dealing with mental health right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I feel like it's more, I think it's people that probably need it way more than I do at the moment. You know
1: what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hopefully I said that and not to offend nobody. I mean I mean yeah. I mean you know, I, I honestly don't think that's an uncommon uh feeling or reasoning behind a lot of us not going. Okay. You know. Um which could be due to a lot of things. You know, I'm not, I'm not a therapist or a counselor or anything like that, so I'm not here to diagnose anyone. Yeah. Um, but we can identify correlations of, like, what we was taught growing up, what you were taught as a man, you know, what you were taught as a black man, yeah. what we were taught, you know. I
0: think it I think still kind of looks upon as weakness if you go to a therapist,
1: too. I think it's kind of like a deep uh, Yeah, and that's, and that's I why I focus on the aspect of communication, because the way we talk about it Is what pushes that stigma And to way, the way to dismantle that stigma Is to shift the narrative Right yeah. um, and, and you see people going I mean I'm all for like Everybody You'll do whatever it is you need to do In your own time okay. Like I would never push anybody To be like oh, You need to go do this yeah. You need to go do that No like it's you. you I can put it out there yeah. I can plant the seed, and then I think this is how I feel about teaching, too, like, even when I talk to a lot of my white students, because we're going to talk about everything in my class. We ain't going to hide from no subject, nothing like that. Yeah. So, I, I'm here to plant the seed, but that mud going to grow whenever yeah, it's whatever. supposed to grow in your mind, you know? Um,
0: you got a black therapist you prefer between
1: yeah. the city? I'll try it out. In the city? Um, I think there's two. I, I don't know them. But I could send you that information. I mean, if you wanted to try it out. Yeah, right. I could send you that information. I mean, it, and, and the thing, I think the biggest thing about therapy and normalizing it is that it's not, it's getting away from it being a reactive approach. Oh,
0: Does okay. it make sense? So maybe that's,
1: maybe um, that's gonna... Yeah, wait, because a lot of times when things are reactive, we, it's 50 50. Like, we either gonna get there too late. You know, or now we got to backtrack so much, and there's so much trauma we got to push through when we could have been working through that trauma, like, a little bit at a time. Or we could have been like, damn, I went through this. How can I push through this at this moment? Okay, so now the next time something like that happened, I already have tools in my toolbox of, like, what I can use and how I can approach it. Um because we all have everybody has unhealthy ways Oh yeah. you absolutely. know everybody does and i just think it's a part of living life just in a healthier manner but like i said it's all with the narrative and how we were taught about it because i wasn't taught that oh yeah you I know
0: think, i think about 90 percent of us wasn't taught about, that, taught about that but yeah but yeah like i might i think i'm gonna check it out because you pretty much kind of put it in a new perspective for me So. You rather be proactive than reactive when it comes to your mental state. Yeah, you don't um, want to wait till it's too late. You know, you know. God bless everybody who kind of committed suicide in their life. Yeah, like, you don't want to wait till what did I do? Like, you, know, mm-hmm. you don't want to get to that point, point. and then who knows? Might be, <laughs> might be better content for my podcast. If I go to
1: therapy. <laughs> it might be. <laughs>
0: I would love to come back and be
1: like, man, let me tell you, what, I was laying on this couch with the wound. I'm going to definitely look into it, you know. I mean, yeah, and you can, the big, one of the things about therapy, too, I've learned is you have to have someone who's a good fit for you. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? You, everybody isn't going to be, isn't going to mesh well, you know, because, yeah, they like therapists, yeah, you know, some of them may be doctors, they may be psychologists, whatever, but they still human.
0: Oh yeah, you know. I think it's, so, impossible, it's impossible to be, like, you know, one hundred percent. Yeah, I
1: like guess. Yeah, and because yeah. it, it makes no sense for me to go to somebody who is homophobic. That's like, okay. Because then yeah, it's like, that. like if we have like an intake session where we meeting each other, if I sense a little homophobia, nah, I can't go to you. How are you supposed to help me? And you don't like my lifestyle, right? you know. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like, you no, know, I feel like if a guy,
0: you know. Do something wrong to their woman, like I don't think you should go to like a black woman right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: you I mean, just—I mean, they probably could help. You know
0: what I'm saying? It's gonna be a little biased. You know, you gotta go and be prepared for that, but
1: you know Yeah, everybody have biases. You know, we just all trying to work through it and really just treat everybody how we want to be treated at the end of the day. Oh yeah, you
0: know, just have it, just hope you get it reciprocated. You know. So, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and go lay on somebody's couch. <laughs> no, Dr. Cobb in
1: the building. No. You, you, I send your way. I mean, I, you know, um but you gonna have to let me know how it go. I'm
0: definitely
1: gonna let you know. Like, ah, like, oh, yeah, this was dope, but like, hell no, nah, this wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> hell no, nah, I don't know what you tripping. I might, <laughs> I, might have to, I might have to bring you back on the podcast just to kind
0: of
1: give you a, a review. Yeah, perhaps. we might have to, might have to go back through it. But I feel like you know, at least in the black community, I mean, I know we were talking a little bit off air about my dissertation, but. Um, I think our church is so central to black people, oh, right yeah. Religion is so central to our community that I feel like that's one of the areas that we could really start to shift the narrative because I feel like stigma has really been pushed within the church um, yeah, and so I'm,
0: I'm gonna save I'm gonna save my perspective on that for another episode. Yeah, like, I mean Because you, you
1: I've distanced myself from the church for years And I'm I've just kinda, now trying I've to I kind of have
0: distanced distance myself as well For a mm-hmm. few
1: reasons but we, we we can discuss this a little more off air. Okay. <laughs> we can have another episode. Uh, we can have. I mean, cause you know, Pastor Pastor Trey is it, was that his name? Pastor Trey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like. We all know. we all can come together and just talk about it. You know, it'd oh, be. Yeah. I got
0: I got some I got a few mics to plug in too, so we <laughs> gotta come yeah. to
1: the table. You know, I got a podcast mic. We just push push that through. back But Bad. yeah. Yeah, we all.
0: Uh, All right, so we're going to wrap this up. We're going to talk a little bit more about the touch. But I definitely appreciate you for coming on. Dr. Cobb, get used to it. I'm going to call you that every time I see you now. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? The Waco Willie podcast where we celebrate black excellence. Yeah, so if you want to stay tapped into the podcast going forward, you can like the Facebook page, Waco Willie. You can follow me on Instagram at Waco Willie POD. And you can text Waco to 254-271-1806. You know, Martin Zuckerberg won't allow everybody to see my post sometime about the podcast. So, text that number if you want to stay tapped in. Remember, it's 254-271-1806. And you stay tapped in that way, man. So, if you want to come on the show to promote what you have going on, you can also text that number as well. Or you can hit me up on Facebook. Very uh, easy to get in contact with. And, you know, we're going to continue to change the narrative for us. You know, we're going to keep on doing for, you know, doing for self, celebrate one another. Just continue highlighting what I see what the solution is to our community. You know what I'm saying? So without further ado, I'll holler at y'all next weekend. Love y'all. Be out. Peace.